the more I'm out of body consciousness, the more I, I feel this. But the moment I go back into body consciousness, I am away from that. It's not continuous, unfortunately. I know, I know. But being here, it has been almost continuous. That's mm. what has been so nice about it. That's wonderful. That's but wonderful. The moment you go back and yes. you go into body consciousness, yes. that's 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 still something that has mm. to be worked out for mm. this soul. So being in Prashanti Nilayam, you've always felt more connected to your soul. You're forgetting the body. Yes, you have the chance here. That's that's this is the place where this is really possible. Really possible. Not by word of mouth. Yes. Not said, but done, practiced. It's possible. But the m- moment you go out of the gate, <laughs> yes. yes, it's a body challenge. Body consciousness starts coming back. Yes. I mean, a few times I went out, I could feel it. <laughs> mm. That was how Mr. Swat Burgill felt being in Prashanti Nilayam, being in the presence of Bhagwan Baba. He was part of a group of devotees from Turkey who visited Prashanti Nilayam in the month of August 2010. In fact, this was not Swart's first visit. He had come to Prashanti Nilayam a couple of times earlier. Being someone was always searching for meaningful answers for many questions that were bothering his soul, he was drawn to many spiritual masters including Sri Ramana Maharshi. And finally, this persistent spiritual quest brought him to Bhagwan Baba. The discourses of Baba cleared the cobwebs of doubt and illusion in his mind. And so fascinated he became with the messages of Baba that towards the end of 90s, he decided to translate the divine discourses of Baba into the Turkish language. And this task since then has indeed become the mission of his life. I I keep telling people it's a grace, it's a grace because now after so many years, if I'm again out of, not very much involved with the body and the problems of life, then translating is like meditation. Yes. Exactly like meditation. You go into that mood and then it's Baba translating, not yourself. Yes. And it flows. It's mm. Baba. <laughs> mm. But it takes many years to come to that step. It's, it was not like that when I first started. Mm. But it is, it is meditation, definitely. And I don't want to go out of it. So I do it for hours. <laughs> I do it for hours. After having retired from teaching English in various universities in Turkey, from 2004, Mr. Swart Bergil is completely engaged in making available Sai literature in the Turkish language as much as possible. The story of his spiritual journey to Swami and the story of the evolution of his soul after experiencing the love of Sai is truly an invigorating spiritual tale. 
and this was what he shared or a conversation with radio size bishop prashti in the month of august 2010 in this yet another episode of trust with divinity let us now listen to this complete conversation Salam dear listeners in the studios of radio sai today we have a very senior sai devotee from turkey yes from turkey and he is mr suad bagil he is part of the parthi pilgrimage from this country where you have almost 30 to 40 devotees who have come from this west asian country and just a few days ago this is the month of august 2010 they performed a lovely program in front of bhagwan a musical program and swami blessed all these devotees so immensely and everyone is so filled with uh, beautiful memories of this place and uh, mr suad burgil Uh, is not first time out to pr- prashanti nilayam he's come earlier two times and this is the third time he's here and uh, though he retired uh, teaching english in the universities in cyprus cyprus and turkey in 2004 baba has retired him in the sense that he is very much engaged in translating a lot of sai literature into the turkish language and uh, so he's been a lovely instrument in bhagwan's hands trying to spread his message and his love through sai literature and we are very happy to have him at the studios today a warm welcome to you sir stuart burgel sir sir so tell us this is not the first time that you have been in prashanti nilayam we would want to know like every decide what he wants to know how come you from turkey came to know of baba at the end of high school uh, around the time i was starting to study at the university i, I got interested in esoteric studies and by the time uh, i graduated i got my degree uh, i had the chance to go and work in europe and uh, that opened the vista for me uh, to look for uh, chances of uh, doing esoteric studies more and more mm. and uh, going into some esoteric groups and looking mm. at what people are doing mm. and uh, i was a bookworm as well at that mm. time so uh, after graduating i went to denmark and there i also met young people uh, one of whom was uh, studying at uh, christian the- theology university so uh, we all uh, sort of started going into these subjects esoteric subjects uh, visiting theosophical society and mm. some other societies and uh, soon after 
this friend of mine said, there is an Englishman who is a devotee of an Indian saint in Copenhagen who is giving yoga lessons. Would you like to join us? I said, why not? And it happened so that uh, this Englishman was a devotee of Ramana Maharshi. Okay. So in 1970, hmm. I came to know of Ramana Maharshi and his teaching, Who Am I? Hmm. When I started taking yoga lessons, I said to the teacher, I'm not interested in Hatha Yoga, <laughs> hmm. but more in meditation hmm. and in the teaching. Hmm. So that's how I first came into contact with spirituality, spirituality. in Indian, in the Indian way. Okay, that's wonderful. If I may ask, you said when you were in high school, you got interested in things that are esoteric. What was the background? Was it just a natural calling or there were circumstances in your family or, 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 or the environment that you had this kind of an interest towards things? It was totally against the family <laughs> situation. It, it, it came from inside. Just from By that. and by. By and by it came from inside and there were no visions, no dreams or maybe one or two. So there I was mean, no particular incident or thing that really drew you towards No, no. It, 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 it came very naturally hmm. and it was difficult to find these venues in Turkey. Hmm. So it was kind of just drawn from within. Exactly. Hmm. It, it was, yes. It hmm. was the call from call within, let's within. say. And it was... Very much like groping in darkness. darkness. <laughs> mm. But in, in, in uh, Europe, in Copenhagen, I could find these uh, venues. Mm. Still, Copenhagen is not very much also a spiritual place, but they give these chances more, more mm. than in Turkey. Mm. You have groups yes, talk but, about and, this. And coming into contact with Ramana Maharshi, mm. I still keep, feel very much attracted towards Ramana Maharshi. Mm. And I know from one uh, explanation of Swami that when he had his Mahasamadhi, he entered Baba's foot, hmm. divine lotus feet. Yes. And Vibhuti came. I don't yes. know if you have read this yes. incident. Yes. Yeah, it's and, recorded. And, and, yeah. But I, I came to know about this years later. Yes. And then I realized that I had actually got into contact with the very right person, the <laughs> very right Yeah, in fact, uh, it is very interesting. Uh, uh, to know uh, that a lot of devotees of Baba have come to Baba through Raman Maharshi. I didn't know that. Yeah. You are actually one among the many. So <laughs> that's not a surprise. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> that's not a surprise. Because some of the very um, distinguished uh, devotees of Baba who have been lovely instruments in his hands. Take for example the first biographer of Baba. Professor Kasturi. Yes. He came to Swami. He was influenced by Raman Maharshi and also by Ramakrishna Paramahansa. Yeah, See. you have, you know, this is another yes, saint. Of course, I know. Yeah, Ramakrishna Paramahansa. There are many devotees like that uh, who have been uh, at, drawn to Swami from, come to Swami through the Raman Maharshi route, so to say. So tell us, uh, so after that, you, you came to know about Raman Maharshi. Yes, but and that uh, was not very long. I mean, we, this was in the 70s, you said 1970. 1970, exactly. Mm. Uh, that was not very long. For a few months, I had that contact in mm. that 
I don't know if we could call it ashram or teaching place mm. center. Mm. And uh, next year I also stayed in Denmark. Mm. And the '71, probably it was summertime. That friend, the same friend, put me put a book in my hand because I read almost a book every three days or something. Oh. Incredible Sai Shiri Desai. <laughs> oh. Yes. The incredible Sai about uh, yes, Shiri Desai Baba. Shiri Desai yes. Baba. Mm. And then I came to know of uh, Shirdi Sai Baba. Hmm. Uh, and then we all that uh, circle of friends felt we should visit India. Hmm. But that visit never came off. Baba hmm. held us back. <laughs> <laughs> and at the end of 71, I returned to Turkey. And uh, I had to uh, serve in the army. Hmm. Uh, then there was this sort of uh, not much contact. Uh, and I, I got involved with, uh, let's say, material aspect of life. Mm. Uh, served in the army mm. and uh, started working in Turkey. Uh, got married. Mm. And uh, after I got engaged before getting married, uh, this time I got involved with an esoteric circle mm. in Istanbul. Mm. And... Also, again, it's Baba's grace that this uh, translation work started there, actually. Then? Yes, they, they, they made me, they said, you know English well enough, so start translating books for us. Oh. And eight years or so, I worked for them. This is, this is for which organization you worked? It, it, it was dispersed later. Uh, it's, it's no longer active. Yeah, so you said you joined an esoteric group. Yes. And you, and you started translating books. Yes. And what is this esoteric group? Uh, you talked about... Uh, the, the group was more interested in uh, what they called uh, parapsychology, mm -hmm. ufology, new age okay. materials. Parapsychology. Yes. Okay. New age materials, more mm -hmm. or less. So not any, it is not on any particular person. Not focused on any particular they person were, or personality. They were. There, there used to be a Turkish gentleman who had set up a, what they called, spirit, spiritism, spiritualism. Oh, spiritualism, oh, they spiritualism. called okay. neo-spiritualism. No, neo-spiritualism, neo okay. But somehow I have never been inclined in uh, mediums, trying to contact mm. people from the other side. That's yeah. what they were doing. Oh, so okay. I just got insulated and that's what I've been doing getting myself insulated and doing translation <laughs> uh -huh. and uh, and there were, that, those were the times when Turkey was far freer country let's say mm -hmm. so we got published uh, two books a month or something like mm -hmm. that very small pamphlet like books mm -hmm. on these subjects spiritism parapsychology etc mm -hmm. new age mm -hmm. stuff and 19... 80, the leader of the group, one day, we were also uh, getting uh, journals from Europe, subscribed to journals from Europe, translating from them. And as I told you the other evening, at that time there were no laws in Turkey about this, so we were freely translating everything and getting published. That was another aspect. Uh, he showed me a sort of uh, advert in one of the journals he said, here's the man we've been looking for. Let's get his books and translate them. Satya hmm. Sai Baba. Oh. 
this man was spiritual person this leader was a spiritual so person so so while you were still in this esoteric group yes yes somebody told you about saiba let's get to know this person mm. but i said i know sure the saiba mm. what is this and he he doesn't look like sure the saiba <laughs> i got shocked to tell mm. the truth mm. then somehow we got into contact with peggy mason that oh. evening i told you of this yes English lady yes. who wrote Embodiment of Love yes which was a very popular book book yes and she sent us Embodiment of Love mm-hmm. we translated parts of it and mm-hmm. made it into a, one of those small books mm. and in the meantime the leader said I want to visit Satya Sai Baba oh mm. but I was not there that time mm-hmm. I was trying but when you read it. about Shirdi Baba you believed in everything exactly I, uh, you I, had no yes yes definitely yeah, yeah. Definitely. But Saiba with this baba was still someone you was, you wanted to find out more. <laughs> you know, so different, so different, <laughs> yeah, so different. And in this esoteric group actually we were aware that the avatar should have been on the world by now. And we were looking. You were aware where, of that? Yes, yes, we were lo- we were really looking for that. But we could not then think that Satya Saiba could have been. Uh-huh. But one day he said This is this is the this is the avatar. He said it himself. Oh, and this leader he had visited Baba. I will come to that. Oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, we we got uh, Peggy Mason's book translated, and then he said, "Let's find a way of visiting Satya Sai Baba." Mm-hmm. I don't know how we got to know of his name, but I remember writing a letter to Indulal Shah in Mumbai, mm-hmm. and Indulal Shah answer said, "You're welcome." Mm-hmm. No problem. You can come. And uh, after a few months, he said, "We're going." And I said, "I'm not coming." <laughs> Baba stopped me. Swami stopped me. Mm-hmm. There was no negative feeling mm-hmm. of that sort. But I said, "I'm not coming." Mm-hmm. I felt inside. I was not ready. Mm-hmm. And this uh, leader mm-hmm. came here. Eighty-two, I think it was eighty-two. Uh, but later I found out that Swami's grace was so wonderful because the leader went there that early and the leader told me that he sh- he is the avatar what happened after a few years the group dispersed he went to England and he dropped out he uh-huh. gave up the leader mm. so we were not ready mm. and Swami kept me away mm. so that was a Mm. wonderful grace mm. Mm. Uh, he was still preparing you exactly i i was not even on the uh, first step of the journey <laughs> mm. Mm. because reading books doing translations does not open your heart that much. right yes uh, and the love aspect in the soul was so lacking mm. i could tell you it was lacking a lot It was more intellectual, more intellectual. Mm. So I needed time, I, I suppose, to develop the heart aspect. Mm. And that group dispersed, got dispersed. But then, I, 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 I did not forget either Ramana Maharshi or Shirdi Sai Baba or Satya Sai Baba. Mm. They, they have always been there. And uh, I got again involved with material aspects of life. And 1990, the leader of the group, who is here now, mm-hmm. 
returned to Turkey from London mm-hmm. because apparently he wanted to stay here, mm. but Baba said no. You have to go to go to be, uh, back to Turkey oh. and settle there, mm. <laughs> and came to Turkey. And when the few friends who had remained from the previous dispersed group heard of it, we immediately went to him. He he started telling his experiences, and so uh, work with him started then. And the summer that year. Uh, we together, exactly together, sat together and translated uh, conversations with Bhagavan Sri Satya Sai Baba. By and Dr. Hislop. Yes, Hislop's mm. book. And uh, he came, no, he went to, I think, Kodekanal. Kodekanal, yes. Kodekanal and got the translation blessed by Baba. Oh, okay. Came back, uh, went back to Turkey, uh, published it mm. that year. And uh, so start, things started rolling. Uh, the soul started working as a, again translator, mm. and uh, the gentleman was uh, the leader was more translating discourses of Baba, and I was translating more uh, books. Uh, Satya Sai speaks mm. one one or th- three three books mm. translated. And uh, some Vahinis. Yes. But this this slowed down again. It's all going words going up and coming down. This slowed slowed down activities for a time. Uh, then with the family, I went to Cyprus as it as it as it worked in Cyprus uh, for five years. And in Cyprus, Baba gave me a little bit of a shock, mm. so that I should put my life back onto the right path mm-hmm. and with more discipline mm-hmm. because to tell the truth I was not smoking then mm-hmm. but I was eating meat and also mm-hmm. drinking from time to time mm-hmm. and I had this shock of uh, high blood pressure uh, crisis oh. mm-hmm. then I realized I must put myself into discipline mm-hmm. stop with everything <laughs> mm-hmm. and put into my mind or Baba put into my mind go back to Turkey mm. soon mm. so some years later went back to Turkey and uh, worked in the universities in Istanbul and uh, I got subscribed to Sanatana Sarati mm. so that way I continued the contact and I was uh, translating not all but parts of some of the uh, discourses And again, as I said, Vahinis. But I was doing these on my own. I mm. got very much insulated. Mm. And uh, this, uh, with the discipline, I don't know if you could call it sa- sadhana or sadhana. not. Yes, but yes. with the discipline, yes. things started breaking in me. Mm. Hardened things started breaking. And for the first time in my life, I started feeling what real, actual love was. <laughs> mm. So that was the time end of 90s beginning of 20s mm. and uh, 2005 I was then overwhelmed with the family life mm. I wrote a letter to Baba on, uh, on the on my laptop mm. but did not send it Swami probably receives all those yeah of course the moment you think of him it, exactly. it reaches him and what happened 
after a few days, when I was going into internet, I came across Sri Satya Sai International Center. Uh -huh. And then when I went to the center, they told me that their site could not be opened. How did you open it? Oh. Exactly. Mm. After writing the letter, Baba opened the site for me. Mm. And I found about them. I wrote they, to them. They did not have a site then? No, they did have a site, but it could not be opened. Could not be opened. <laughs> yes. Okay. They're still not... Uh... Yeah, it was not... I don't know. They wanted to change it or something. And it okay. could not, but I opened it, mm. wrote the names down, etc. And then I did not want to send an email. I wrote a letter That's to it. General Chibber, hmm. to actually director, director, of, director. Yeah, of the International Center. And he, he immediately said, yes, okay, if you want to come here, why not? But first start translating this book and he sent me the book, uh, Leadership. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you have read Yeah, it. I heard about yes, it. Yes, you heard about it. So I started translating Leadership and also continued with the contact. Hmm. And uh, 2006, September, I flew to Delhi hmm. and stayed with them, worked on the translation of the book and had a feeling because the time was approaching for Baba's grace. grace. Hmm. And they had a feeling of India, Indian culture. Hmm. And uh, also the center. Have you been to the center in Delhi? Yes, I've been there. The yeah. atmosphere here, there is again Swami's yes. atmosphere. Yes. And uh, in fact, uh, Baba stayed there when he visited Delhi this time. Yes, I know. I followed it on the internet. Yes. That yes. was wonderful. Hmm. And uh, after a month or so, uh, I actually said, I want to, you know, visit Baba. Hmm. <laughs> and the general was this wonderful person. He said, okay, you're going. But because the birthday was approaching, you can only be there for four days, then it will be very crowded. Akanta Bhajan time. And uh, again, Baba's wonderful grace. They made me sit at the veranda. Oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, I could, you know, that the first time Baba came, all right, that was one experience. Here is God. Hmm. Uh, I, I, I'm seeing God. I, I could feel that. You felt that? Yes, yes, I'm seeing God. Hmm. That's and this this first instance was sort of the picture is still there <laughs> because on the veranda when he comes with the car you you are very close yes uh, the four days was dream and hmm. Baba says it's a dream and more than a dream maybe hmm. and uh, then flew back to Delhi and then to Turkey hmm. and. Uh, Something of a miracle happened in Turkey because the leadership book was published. Why I'm saying this is this was published uh, outside the center mm -hmm. by one publisher. And it, it is very difficult. For example, it's now impossible to get a book about Baba or by Baba published. Mm. In Turkey. But the, the circle... Uh, the. Uh, the center does it because we just give the books out, don't sell them. Mm. But if you put them on the racks mm. in bookshops, it becomes a problem. But what happened? The very next day I went to Turkey, I went to the publisher, and he said, yes, I will publish it. Oh. <laughs> and a few days later, I came across a new published book 
in a bookshop where there was a short passage, Turkish book, about Baba. Hmm. And I immediately took it to him. You see, now people have started accepting Baba, so let's get this book published. Hmm. In a very short time, the book was published. And the week after it was published, it was one, the third book or so on the top list, sold. Hmm. Ah. So, miracle. It's, it, it, because there was so much uh, propaganda against Baba at that time. You couldn't yeah. imagine that a book mm. like that published and become third on the top list. Mm. In Istanbul? In Istanbul. Mm. And I know that through internet I found out that uh, copies of the book are now on major uh, libraries, mm. even in the parliament's library, oh. and in some high school libraries as well. Okay, that's so, wonderful. <laughs> mm. Mm. And uh, then I went to the leader of the center, you know, here it is, this is so, this is so. And then uh, we continued the contact with General Chibber and also flight to uh, Divinity, direct flight to Divinity mm. was translated, mm. but published by the center. Mm. And ECAM, I don't know if you have had the chance Ekam. to see it. Ekam. Yes, Ekam. Ah, yeah. Another book published by the yes, International Center. Yes, that was also published. Mm. And we went on with the Vahinis. Vahinis, yes. Now the, uh, we have also started the latest versions of the Shri Satya Sai Speaks. Yes. We started from book one, mm. book two, book four, and we want to do as much as possible. Mm. So, uh, second visit took place in 2008. Uh, at the time of the education conference, mm. the leader of the center said, would you like to come with us? Because, okay, it's a good chance to mention what I've forgotten to mention. Mm. Uh, it was probably between 97 and 2000 in Istanbul, the center did EHV, we did EHV, mm -hmm. and it was very successful. We did a in conference. No, no, no. We, we uh, in a poor district of Istanbul, yes. we rented a house mm. and uh, there gave uh, EHV lessons, lessons to small children. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. Like your Balvikas. Yes, yes. Uh, at the weekends. Mm. And it was very successful, but because of some political situation, etc., after two years, it had to be closed down. But... If we had been able to continue it, it would be very mm. good. Mm. And we had prepared all the curriculum, all the materials to be mm. studied. Uh, we had done a lot of work there. And that was the other aspect I had the chance to work on. Mm. Translation and EHV. preparing materials, EHV. For EHV yes. yes. Mm. And teaching also. Uh, and uh, So you came to... You came for the education conference? Yes, education conference with the coordinator, uh, the leader, mm. and uh, the soul, three of us mm. came. And uh, that was also, mm. you know, on top of the first visit, that was more of a progress in spirituality. Mm. And uh, one wonderful grace was uh, this soul had the chance to see Baba creating a lingam oh, okay. out of his hand mm. uh, during that visit. Mm. That was that was <laughs> yes. uh, big grace, wonderful grace. Uh, we stayed 15 days yeah. 
and this time it's been now a month month the yeah. third time okay. because the leader and myself we came on the 20th of uh, july we were here and now you came months. ahead of the group yeah earlier because mm. uh, he had to get into contact with the uh, gb and uh, yeah. do a lot of work preparation preparation for we had to prepare the program there was no program yet we had yes. to write the content and get it up printed etc mm. so mm. we came early so this time Tarshan day in day out Tarshan day in day out mm. I don't know what I can do back in Istanbul <laughs> without Tarshan it's, mm. it's been wonderful what has been uh, the highlight of this trip contact with Baba so, so many times mm. <laughs> I couldn't have dreamt of it uh, his blessings I mean the way he blesses with his hands because with the in the previous uh, times uh, i didn't have the chance to witness that much blessings mm. Mm. every day baba blesses now yes. in the end yes yes, yes. and uh, uh, let's say it, now it, what is said to be immersing in the sachit ananda ocean that baba is mm. has become tangible for the soul. Mm. His soul is able to receive all that. Yes. They're much more receptive yes. to yes. his yes. grace yes. and his love. Exactly. That yeah. much I can say. Mm. 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 And of course there's one uh, thing that about Baba that has been impressed me that has impressed me a lot and that has also become very much alive in, in the strip this Bhakta Saga that Baba is the only friend Bhakta is the Saga. only relative yeah. is the only companion. Yes. you can feel it so much hmm you can feel that he yes. is the only one only only one who is your closest dearest yes nearest. yes you can feel it you can, i mean also certain things that i do not like to talk about back yes in istanbul yes in my family life hmm now baba is now swami is now probably drawing the soul more close towards himself hmm. that's hmm you feel him now more closer than ever Exactly. Exactly. Hmm. So there is a lot of change in your personality. There is a lot of change in the way you understood God and the way you felt God. Let's put it this way. The more I am out of body consciousness, the more I I feel this. But the moment I go back into body, body consciousness, I am away from that. It's not continuous unfortunately. I know. I know. But being here it has been almost continuous. That's mm. what has been so nice about it. That's wonderful. Yes. That's but wonderful. The moment you go back and yes. you go into body consciousness mm. that's 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 mm. still something that has mm. to be worked out for mm. the soul. So being in Prashanti Nilayam you've always felt more connected to your soul. You're forgetting the body. Yes, you have the chance here. That's that's this is the place where this is really possible, really possible. Not by word of mouth. Yes. Not said, but done, practiced. Yes. It is possible. But the m- moment you go out of the gate. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's a body challenge. The stars coming back. Yes. I mean, a few times I went out, I could feel it. Mm. <laughs> you become dizzy and mm. you start you know, there is a whole lot of difference between yes. the environment and the air inside the exactly. ashram and exactly. outside exactly. but i think the uh, 
the way baba has created this ashram uh, it is it is a training ground yes so baba says it is like a car battery charger yes you know? yes yes it's like a car which comes to a garage so it gets repaired and it has to go back to the world <laughs> it has to <laughs> that's something i have started feeling yesterday also baba is now feeling i hope it's correct mm. baba swami is now starting to prepare us going back mm. Mm. that's the feeling mm. starting us to, you know mm. are enough mm. there are others <laughs> <laughs> yeah and uh, what is uh, ehv a leader a lady said yesterday at the tent some very short talks were made mm. is something also i felt that baba has given us lots of energy divine mm. energy mm. so it's not only for our sake now we have also taken a lot of responsibility on our shoulders that going back mm. this energy has to be given out to the country to the mm. city to the environment where we live mm. Mm. so how do you, how do you plan to do this how do you envisage doing this this can only be done by practicing the values mm. and not getting into body consciousness right not not getting lost in body consciousness and practicing the values mm. in fact uh, other day uh, i was speaking to one of the members of your group who is also coordinating this group and he was telling that when swami blessed a group of uh, people from turkey with an interview some years ago and uh, when they were leaving the interview this person had this doubt in mind whether he should you know go out and tell about swami to people and all that when they were leaving swami just beckoned this person and he said don't talk about me but i understand you exemplify my message in your life yes 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 it's the same it's the same i'm not you. not telling about baba but for example if you see some kind of strife around you mm. start repeating sairam sairam from inside mm. or sending love mm. or uh, peace mm. but not mentioning it not saying anything you you show it in your actions you show it in your actions exactly. you show not getting angry not mm. getting you know right. Uh, right. depressed right. and this this means that we have a lot of work What to do, do back, back in istanbul yes Yeah. but again one is more prepared one what gets the energy here mm again you said we have refilled or what's the word recharge our batteries yeah. recharge our batteries so so you so you see yourself uh, so much different than what you were 20 years ago what you were and even 10 years ago probably but it's not up to me to say i'm this much different or yeah. that much different yeah. i mean there are still miles to go but but the journey has been yes yes uh, the uh, preparatory journey is probably at the end now yeah stepped on the actual baba journey. brought you at the right time <laughs> exactly exactly mm. and one more thing i i started feeling especially when this lady was talking here yesterday that the people coming together here uh, have had very similar sort of uh, phases in their lives and baba mm. has been working on us 
as you said, on the scenario, mm. has been working on all of us and then putting us together here. <laughs> mm. So we also have very, so many nice things to, to think about when we go back. Yes. To dream about, to, yes. you know, ponder on, mm. to contemplate on. Mm. So many things. That's, that's another uh, grace because rather than thinking about your problems or worries, pondering on these divine scenarios and how things work out and how Baba works on people gives you so much happiness and peace. Mm. So that's another grace. <laughs> yes. That's another gift from Baba. Yes. And when you connect to him, you feel his presence. Yes, whenever I'm able to connect. Mm. Yes. <laughs> you have been so uh, busy in translating so many uh, books on Sai literature. How has this experience been? What has this taught you? Because it is, this is really a wonderful work. It is. It, 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 I, I keep telling people it's a grace. It's a grace because now after so many years, if I'm again out of, not very much involved with the body and the problems of life, then translating is like meditation. Yes. Exactly like meditation. You go into that mood and then it's Baba translating, not yourself. Yes. And it flows. It's mm. Baba. <laughs> mm. But it takes many years to come to that step. It's, it was not like that when I first started. Mm. But it is, it is meditation, definitely. Mm. And I don't want to go out of it. So I do it for hours. <laughs> I do mm. it for hours. This just reminds me of the flute, you know. Baba says to become an instrument, yes. Yes. you have to yes. become completely empty. Yeah, I know. Like the flute, you have to become hollow. And then, uh, like Lord Krishna, you know, he breathes into the flute and beautiful music comes out. Yes. The same with translation. You become hollow, you become egoless, you yes. lose your body. If, 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 then if, God takes yeah, If you don't have some uh, parts inside left, that, that's yes. what is, how it happens. Morally, you mean. Yeah, you morally, yes, yes, morally, yes. 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 Uh, then you become a lovely instrument. What yes. can I say? <laughs> Again, I cannot say. Yeah, you, you have experienced this. You yes, mentioned yes, that. Yes, yes. You know, right. When you feel that you are not the one doing, yes. then things work out. But still, I have this intellectual background, so I enjoy translating Vahinis more. Why? But my friends feel that <laughs> they prefer more like the books you said. The written by Baba's devotees, devotees. they yeah. find them more interesting. I find the Vainis so... I get lost in the Vainis. Because <laughs> mm. they are so full of meaning. Sutra so Vahini was sutra. the last one I was translating. Mm. You can, you know, yeah. for, <laughs> I don't know, endless, endless, it's endless, it's infinity, sort of. Mm. <laughs> Something else. <laughs> Wonderful. Actually, I'm, I'm tempted to uh, talk to you more about this aspect yeah, yeah this aspect of uh, what fascinated you about the Vainis and because Swami's message is all contained in Vainis he is he himself has written all these Vainis but I guess we have to do it another day because the time is running Sorry. out and it has been uh, such a lovely experience speaking to one who has been instrumental in spreading Baba's message and it has really very inspiring to learn about your journey to Baba the way Baba brings so many people at the right time and how he works on their soul, opens it, prepares them so that his grace flows into it. 
Thank you very much, sir, for your time. I'm honored by this. Yeah, we are very grateful from Radio Sai for your time. That was a conversation with Mr. Swad Berkel, a long-standing devotee of Bhagwan Baba from Turkey. He found the culmination of his spiritual quest at the lotus feet of Bhagwan Baba towards the end of 90s. And once he knew Baba and heard his message, translating Baba's messages into the Turkish language became his life's mission. This conversation, which was recorded in the studio of Radio Sai in August 2010, was yet another episode of our continuing series, Trist with Divinity, wherein we offer you stories of people who have been touched by the love of Bhagwan Papa. We would love to know what you think about the episode, so please feel free to write to us, as always, to Listener at radiosai.org Thank you and Sai Ram from Prashantinilayam.